0: Again, In this lesson, I'm going to try to explain what I have found to be one of the most difficult concepts of photography for my students to comprehend, exposure, or more specifically, proper exposure. Understanding this basic concept is important, because until you get a grasp of how it works, you can't really take full control of your photographic possibilities and potential. In order to illustrate exposure, I've created this animated diagram in flash to illustrate the relationship between the three factors that determine exposure, ISO or film speed, aperture or f-stop, and shutter speed. Before I go any further, let me say that your camera has a built-in light meter that measures reflected light and thereby either tells you what the setting for proper exposure should be or Based on this reading, your camera makes these settings automatically for you. Because your camera is a machine, your meter doesn't always render the best settings for every picture. This is just one of the many reasons why understanding exposure is so vital. Otherwise, you're letting your camera control you instead of you controlling your camera. That is to say that you can only fine-tune your exposures if you understand the relationship between these three factors. With that said, let me explain how exposure works. To begin with, ISO, formerly known as ASA, is an international standard for the light sensitivity of film or your digital camera sensors. This number can range anywhere from ISO 25 up to ISO 4000 and beyond. The higher the ISO number, the more sensitive your camera will be to light. An ISO number of 100 to 200 is considered normal. Higher numbers are used when the light source is weak, such as at dusk or in a dimly lit room, to enable you to get an adequate exposure. The trade-off for this is grainier photos, in the case of film, and more noise in the case of digital cameras. Keep in mind this is relevant when you're shooting without flash. ISO is either set manually or automatically, depending on your camera. Newer 35 millimeter cameras read the film canister to determine the ISO of the film, while the older ones must be set with a dial. Digital cameras usually have the ISO set as a default and you can override this by setting it to auto ISO or any other ISO number, usually found in your menu. If the ISO is not set properly, your meter will give you false readings. Why this is so will become more apparent a little later on. Once your ISO is set, there are only two more factors that determine exposure, aperture and shutter speed. The relationship between these two factors work like a seesaw. If one is changed, the other one must change to render proper exposure. Aperture is simply a hole in your lens that is adjustable. The bigger the hole, the more light comes in through the lens. F-stops represent the relative sizes of these holes. For example, F2.8 is the largest aperture, while F22 is the smallest aperture in this diagram. Each f-stop lets in half as much light as the larger stop beside it. Shutter speed is measured in seconds or fractions of seconds. The range is from one five-thousandth of a second, or even quicker than that, to as long as you want it to be. Shutter speed determines how long light enters your camera. The faster the shutter speed, the less light enters. Each faster shutter speed, represents one stop less light than the slower speed beside it. Keep in mind that these are fractions, and the larger the denominator, the shorter the time. To illustrate the seesaw relationship between aperture and shutter speed, let's take a look at this diagram. First of all, we will assume that our camera has ISO 200 film in it, or is set to ISO 200 by default in a digital camera. We have set the camera to manual in order to show this relationship. Note that if it was on automatic, this relationship is still present, but you can't see it as well. So we decide to set the shutter speed to 1 1 of a second, which is an average setting. Our built-in meter tells us in the viewfinder that the aperture should be set to F8 to give proper exposure at this shutter speed. If you use these settings and shoot a picture right now, your scene would be properly exposed. But what if you decide you want to choose a faster shutter speed because you want to stop action more effectively? Let's say that you want to set your shutter speed to 1 250th of a second instead. In other words, you are now going to get half as much light coming into your lens as you had at 1 125th of a second. As a result, your aperture has to make up for this to give you proper exposure, as seen here. Since you need more light due to the faster shutter speed, your meter will tell you to select F5.6 for 1 250th of a second. Note that F5.6 gives you twice the light as F8, which is a smaller opening. Of course, as if this isn't confusing enough, the people who came up with the F-stop numbers decided that the bigger numbers equal smaller openings. Go figure. Anyway, the larger F-stop opening compensates for the shorter shutter speed duration. And because the shutter speed moved by one stop, the aperture moved by one stop. If you keep this in mind, this will all be easier to understand. Now, what about ISO? What would happen if your ISO setting had been 400 instead of 200? Well, first of all, the camera would now be more sensitive to light. How much more sensitive? Well, one stop more. Each time you double the size of ISO, the light sensitivity increases by one stop. So how would that have changed our scenario here? The answer is, we would have picked up one whole stop of light. Translated into practical terms, we would have been able to have a shutter speed of 1-500th of a second at f5.6 instead of 1-250th we could have shot action at a faster shutter speed and been able to keep the aperture the same instead of having to open it up one more stop, thus decreasing depth of field. On the other hand, we could have instead set our F-stop to F8 and kept our 1 250th of a second shutter speed, allowing us to increase our depth of field at a fairly brisk shutter speed. That is what I mean by picking up a whole stop with ISO 400. Now it's quiz time. Let's say that we have ISO 400 film speed set and we choose a shutter speed of 1 125th of a second and our meter tells us to set the aperture at f5.6. We want to show blurred motion of a jogger as he runs down a street and we know that 1 125th of a second is too fast to blur motion. 1 30th of a second, however, will blur motion. Here's the question. What would the f stop be if we change our shutter speed to 1 30th of a second? Hint, we will be allowing two more stops of light into the camera by going from 1 125th of a second to 1 30th of a second. I'll give you a few moments to think about this, or if that isn't enough, hit your pause button until you have it figured out. OK. Well what did you guess? If you guessed F11 you're right. So now let's watch the seesaw. As you move this by one stop by the time you get to one sixtieth of a second your aperture would be F8 because you need one stop less light with the slower shutter speed. As you move on down once you set it to 1 of a second your aperture has to be set at f11, which is another whole stop less light to make up for the one stop more light coming in with the 1/30th of a second shutter speed. So what does all of this mean in the grand scheme of things? Well, let's consider a real-life scenario and put our knowledge to the test. If you want to take a picture on a really snowy day and your photos come out consistently too dark, What does that mean and what could you do to correct it? Well, the answer is that when your camera meter reads a bright scene, such as a snowy landscape, it will call for an exposure setting that will be underexposed due to the overall brightness of the scene. Your snow will appear to be around an 18% gray instead of pure white. What could you do to correct this? Well, with your knowledge of exposure now, you know that you need more light to enter your lens than your meter is calling for. You could switch over to manual if you're not already there and open up your aperture by one stop and your pictures will come out properly exposed. You will have in essence taken control of your camera instead of letting it take control of you. Well, that's about it for now. I hope you've learned something new with this lesson. Don't forget to check out my new photo book, The Story Behind the Images, at scottwittenberg.com and thanks for your support.